Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I hope you all had a happy holidays. Uh, been a little bit since we recorded. A lot has happened, but means there's a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into. Jam-packed show coming up. Riding solo today. Little tales from the couch to start it off. And then uh, some NBA, early season NBA thoughts after that. Week 16 in the NFL, Tells from the Couch, start of the NBA season, jam-packed show, low expectations, coming up next. All right, let's get going. Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. Let's start week 16 NFL. We have not had an episode in about a week and a half, uh, maybe longer, I think since week, I think we completely skipped week 15, Tells from the Couch, and what happened in that week. I think we talked... Before that week, did week 15 picks with uh, Grayson. That was a really good podcast. If you want to go listen to that, talked a lot of NBA stuff too, previewed that a little bit. So that was a really fun conversation, but we haven't been on this feed since then. Uh, So a lot has happened. Um, It's been a short amount of time, but a lot has happened. Uh, Let's start NFL. I think we got to start, and I don't even think I'm being biased. Uh, Everyone knows who I cheer for. Um, That's never been hidden. That's never been a secret. Um... But Sunday night, um, it was a, it was one of the better games of this week, I thought. The Sunday night game, Titans-Packers at Lambeau, two contenders, I think you could say, in both conferences. Packers were sitting at the one seed. Titans could have clinched the AFC South. A lot at stake there in that game. Um, and Green Bay just comes out and completely blows the doors off of them and cements themselves as the best team in the NFC, the favorites in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers cemented himself as the MVP of the league. He is, as of right now, a minus 400 betting favorite to win the award. Um, Mahomes sounds like he's resting week 17. Rodgers is going to play. Green Bay needs the game against Chicago next week. We'll get into all the playoff scenarios. Don't you worry. It's, it's, it's a lot. We're going <laughs> to try and get you caught up on all of them. Um, but Green Bay needs the game. Rodgers is going to be playing. He's a minus 400 favorite. Mahomes is not playing week 17. Aaron Rodgers has just won his third MVP. Um, it means a lot. Like, I really kind of want to get into that a little bit and, like, just his career. Maybe this isn't the episode because there's just so much to talk about happening now. Um, but number three, <laughs> incredible. Just watching him week in, week out. An absolute pleasure and absolute joy what him and Devonte adams i mean it's just like is the game really this easy watching those two play i mean it's absolutely it's remarkable watching them play it's breathtaking it's spectacular they are the best duo quarterback receiver duo in packers history this is a team i have obsessed about studied about researched about whatever you want to packer conversation you want to have i'm ready um i'm and this is the best quarterback receiver duo in the team history, without a doubt, no doubt about it. Both of these guys are going to the Packer Hall of Fame for sure, Rodgers to the, to the NFL Hall of Fame. Devontae Adams is now well on his way to becoming a Hall of Famer one day. He is ridiculously special. He There is not a route he does not win. Um, but back to Rodgers for a second, sitting as the MVP, like massive MVP favorite, um, just what a run. I mean, you look at the story, it's incredible. It's it's hard to ignore. It's it's something we have harped a lot about on this podcast, obviously, um, from the draft pick to them not getting him any help in the offseason to everyone riding Green Bay off going into this season, including me, including me. Let me put me in right into that. Um, 
I just didn't believe in the coach. Trust me. You can go back and look, but uh, it wasn't him at all. But that was it. And then he comes out week one and is just lighting the world on fire. And he has lit the world on fire um, since then. I mean, <laughs> these guys, Rodgers and Adams, I mean, it, it it's just... <laughs> He's, they're just ridiculous. They're just ridiculous. I mean, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams has 17 touchdowns in, in 16 weeks and he missed two games and there's still a week left. Uh, Aaron Rodgers this year, his stats are completely and totally breathtaking. And I don't mean to just be total fanboy here, but I am 45 touchdowns, five picks, 120 rating. I mean, give me a break. When the, these guys are perfect, they've mastered the position. They've mastered the position. Um, both of them. There's not a route Devontae doesn't win. You have to double him. Singling Devontae is... I don't even know. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's, 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 it should be against the law. Like, it's, it's a criminal act to single him. You have to double him the second he gets off the bus. I mean, this guy's an absolute monster. I mean, what do you even want to say? I mean, 11 for 142, three touchdowns, I guess, now that we could get to this game. In 13 games this year, Devontae Adams has 109 catches, 1,328 1, yards, and 17 touchdowns. He's top two, not two. I mean, look, this guy is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. His his rise to stardom, I talked about it, how this is a guy that people want to cut, man. Like, this is a guy that people didn't want on the team anymore. People were tweeting that Jeff Janis was a better receiver than him, that a guy that should be playing over him. Uh, and it, it's just... It was is is bad then. I have the tweets to back it up. I was on your side the whole time, Devontae. You're... Uh, just the way he was separating, the way he moved, you knew that he there was at least something. But I would be straight up lying to you if I thought it was this. He is by far the best receiver in the league. By far. I mean, like, there's not even an argument for anyone else. Um, and then you go to Rodgers this year, and it, 44 passing TDs, that's first in the league. 4,059 yards, that's... 4,059 yards, that's fifth in the league. Uh, 120 rating, like we said, that's first. 70 completion, that's second. 30 touchdowns in the red zone, no picks. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, the list goes on and on. 12-3 and three record if they win next week against Chicago, which isn't a given. Um, line opened at, I think, Packers minus 4.5, minus 4, somewhere around there. Uh, so that's not a given. But if they win against Chicago, Green Bay will be the one seed. So completely remarkable year by those guys. It, it, it's been... It's been, it's been so special to watch them. It's it, on a week-in and week-out basis, just the way they completely dominate every single team they go up against. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they're going against. It, I mean, this year. Um, so hopefully they can keep riding this. Um, Five-game winning streak, sitting at 12-3. and three. Like I said, win next week, clinch the one seed over the Bears. They need that win. Um, or they can clinch with a Seahawks loss or a Saints loss. Um, but let's just go beat the fucking Bears. Um, I've really tried to stop swearing on this podcast. I'm really excited. My guy just won the MVP. My guy just won the MVP. I mean, come on, guys. Like, they, they, like. Like, give me this. Like, that, like I just won the MVP, so feel, feeling a little hot today. Feeling a little, uh, we're running a little hot. Just smoked the Titans on Sunday night. Um, the defense is really looking better, and that's something I want to talk about. Now we can talk about the game a little bit as I just uh, went on and on about 
Jesus Christ themselves, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Okay, now I'm done. Back to, uh, you know, uh, more professional, I guess. Um, but okay, so that this game, it, I mean, it was really over from the start. I mean, Tennessee had the long run from Tannehill that kind of made it like, oh, really? Are you really going to do this Green Bay? But then no, it's just bam, Adams, and then A.J. Dillon, who was the star of the game, the surprise star of the game, a guy that I... I killed the draft pick. I, I mean, I can't lie. I mean, I didn't kill it as much as the other pick, but I absolutely crushed it. I mean, it didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. It still upsets me because they are totally devaluing Aaron Jones, and he's actually having a remarkable season with the way they're using him. I mean, it's a fucking joke to give A.J. Dillon the ball 21 times and 124 yards. I mean, the 124 yards is awesome. 124 yards is awesome, but 21 carries... For A.J. Dillon to tend Aaron Jones. I mean, give me a break. I mean, it's so obvious what they're doing. He's not coming back next year. I can't wait to watch him on whatever team. He's a great, great player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of frustrating. But he was – A.J. Dillon was great. A.J. Dillon was great. So I can't really hate on it too much. I, I just called it an effing choke. Like I said, running hot today. I apologize. But, um, yeah, like – A.J. Dillon comes out and balls out. He bounces one on fourth and one for 30 yards after I'm screaming that they keep giving him the ball. And he bounces one for 30 yards in a TD, you know. And Green Bay, teams have their biases. It's funny. They picked him in the second round, so they want to get him some some run. Uh, They're probably going to let Aaron Jones walk, so they're not using him as much last year. It sucks because he was awesome last year. He was arguably the best player on the team last year. And then this year, they're not using him as much. Um... And then now, but he's still putting up really good numbers. Like he's a pro bowler. Uh, He's over a thousand yards again. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating the way they've been using him. I can't complain. I know. I mean, hey, we're, uh, it's a, it's a very, uh, I'm sure like people are just rolling their eyes at this as a 12 and three fan bitches about running back carries. Um, But yeah, like it, it, it's been a little, that's been a little like frustrating for me anyway. But yeah, AJ Dillon played great last night. He played great. And in the snow, he just looks right. I mean, that type of running back, it reminds you of those big backs Green Bay's had in the past and throughout their entire history from Amon to Eddie. Now here comes AJ Dillon. He's clearly going to play. Like, I bet they, I bet they let Jamal and Aaron Jones walk this offseason. I bet they let both of them go. Um, and they just give it all over to him and then find some like pass catching back or something like that this offseason. I mean, what does it matter when you have 12 and 17 on this offense? I mean, they're just unstoppable. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, he has a good game. Tennessee, they were just completely overmatched in this game. People want to talk about the refs. Give me a break. I mean, it's 40 to 14. You want to talk about the refs? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. Like, I mean, there were some people want to talk about the hands of the face that extended the drive. I mean, they made them pay. Like, they went another 40 yards and score. So let's talk about that, too. Like, they made them pay. Um, they're making these teams play. You can't... They're making these teams pay. Uh, you cannot make ex- make mistakes against Green Bay again. Oh, my God, is that good to say. If you make mistakes against this team, they will burn you. <laughs> if you blitz Rodgers, he will burn you. If, if you single Devontae, it, it's over. I mean, it doesn't matter. Play these guys in cold weather with the snow pouring down 40 on your head. Forget about it. Like, if this isn't the year they make the Super Bowl, I give up. (laughs) Um, Okay, spoiled Packer fan uh, corner over. Moving on to more tales from the couch. Week 15. uh, Week 16, excuse me. Um, Steelers Colts. uh, Really, maybe, possibly the game of the day. A really, really good game. 
good game, uh, a game that was boring in the first half, and it looked like Indy was going to come in and, and really get a big win to uh, solidify their playoff hopes. Now they're on the outside looking in. We'll get into what they need to happen in a minute. Um, but they come out and jump Pittsburgh. They're up 24-7 to at the half. Pittsburgh looked dead. Like even their one run, they got great field position and barely punched it in. I mean, their one touchdown in the first half. They looked completely done. It, it was 24-7 to late in the third. And it and and Pittsburgh got a little bit of a drive going, and then uh, Indy had a goal line stand, and it looked like that was going to be the end of it. Um, and then Pittsburgh just came alive. It was one of those things where they they just they just literally just came alive, and that's just the thing where it's like people want to talk about like momentum not being a real. Give me give me a break. Um, I'm all for for. I'm I'm just not there. I mean, I just look at this game. I mean, they they hit Devonte. They hit the, not Devonte. Uh, they hit uh, they hit Deontay. Johnson, who is a, he gets open a lot. He's a very elusive receiver. He has had some drop issues, obviously. Ben actually pushes the ball down the field. Pittsburgh actually pushes the ball down the field, which has been their big problem to me these last couple weeks where they, where Ben is just throwing the ball in, in like a second. Like he's getting the ball out so quick. It's, it's nothing's developing. Nothing's down the field. It's all this quick little cute little stuff. Um, But when teams figure that out, it looks ugly fast and when he's not trusting his line for some reason I didn't get that like I feel like Pittsburgh's pass blocking line is really one of the better pass blocking lines in the league um but yeah like he finally pushes the ball down the field they can't run the ball either that was obviously a huge problem throughout their struggles where they went on a three-game losing streak um but he hits Deontay for a 39-yard touchdown absolutely great throw and Deontay actually makes a pretty difficult catch so now here that like that just sparked Pittsburgh, and Indy just gets absolutely nothing going on offense pretty much the entire second half. It was really, really ugly from Rivers, and this is why I'm just never a big Rivers guy. Like, there's there's numbers that can point to Rivers being really, really good, or and he and he and I'm not saying he hasn't been, I guess, but like in terms of winning a game like this, has he ever? Like, I guess at Kansas City a couple years ago, but then they got crushed in the playoffs, like. I mean, it's just the same thing with this dude. I mean, and I just, I mean, the pick, it, it, it's just, it's the same thing. He takes five sacks. Some of those sacks, he's just an absolute statue back there. He can't elude anyone. He can't get by anyone. He's just getting hit and falling down. If there's anyone around him, he's falling down. He's at that stage of his career, definitely. He's He can't even really slide up in the pocket. Um, and it's just, that's, I just think... I mean, Indy's on the outside looking in. I guess now would be a good time to think what they need, but I just think to see what they need to happen. But I just, I just, that's just why my harp with Rivers. And that maybe that's not fair because not every guy is going to live in that Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, uh, Ben even has two rings, like neighborhood of those guys that have won those type of games. But just, just, it just never, ever happens for him. Um, for whatever reason, and not, not all of it was his fault in San Diego and then out Los Angeles, but like, yeah, man, I mean, just not a big Rivers guy. But Indy's sitting on the outside looking in at eight, eight at the eight seed in the AFC at ten and five, which isn't really fair. I mean, that's like in years past, ten and five, you probably clinched in the AFC right now, right? Like you're probably you're probably locked in to a spot, I'd imagine. I mean, there's been some years eight and eight, nine and seven, really fighting for that last spot in the AFC. This year, it's 10 and 5 Indy on the outside looking in 
Um, what they need to happen, Indy, they are 14-point favorites at home First, the Jaguars this week. Uh, you got to think they lost. Now, remember, remember, Indy lost. Indy's Jacksonville's one win. And by the way, Jacksonville, shout out our boy Grayson. Uh, Jacksonville locked up the uh, number one pick yesterday after an insane Jets winning streak that we really haven't discussed on this podcast. But uh, yeah, Jets just cursed forever. And the Jags, they they get Lawrence. So uh, yeah, but yeah, it, that's the Jags only win. Indy week one. Indy now on the outside looking in, like we've said. Home first Jacksonville, gotta think they take care of business. So they need they need they need Pittsburgh, they could have their in with a win, and Pittsburgh to beat Cleveland, and that makes them in. Or they are also in if Cincinnati beats Baltimore and they win. And Indy wins. So they are also in if they win and Miami loses to Buffalo. Now Buffalo uh, and and they win. So if if now Buffalo plays tonight. Buffalo plays tonight. Buffalo can lock up the 2 seed tonight. So if Buffalo wins tonight, which my fantasy team really needs Buffalo. I mean it, my fantasy team money league by the way. So that's I know no one cares about my fantasy team. I just ran it about how I'm <laughs> about my favorite team and now I'm talking about my fantasy team. Great episode tie. But uh yeah, like I, I, my fantasy team needs Josh Allen to score less than 25 points, uh, money league. So that's why I'm bringing it up. But yeah, my, so f- fantasy team needs the Pats to D to really lock it up. Belichick, please. Uh, but yeah, like Bills could lock up the two seed tonight with a win over the Pats. Like, but Pats at home, Pats seven half point underdog. Pats, looks, Pats have looked horrible. Like their season is over. They're eliminated. Uh, so playoff odds though. AFC Colts 83% still 83% and they're on the outside looking in so it, it's they 538 by the way still favoring the Colts to get in um, Dolphins 72% Ravens 93% Titans 94 it is going to be an absolute mess because all of these teams have a decently high odds. Browns 59. So they're expecting... But this is the problem with these odds right now is Cleveland is opening as a 7.5, down to 6.5, home favorite against Pittsburgh next week, probably because Pittsburgh's going to rest their players. So those odds are suggesting... That the playoff seeds are AFC, we're talking right now. Chiefs 1, Bills 2, Steelers 3, Titans 4, Ravens 5, Colts 6, Dolphins 7. Problem with these ones is the Browns are probably going to beat Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is not going to play any of their starters. So that puts Cincy in and would knock Indy out. I mean, not Cincy. That would put Cleveland in and knock Indy back out. So Indy needs one of these teams to lose, pretty much, is what we're saying. And they need a win. Um, lines for those games next week, some of them are out. Uh, early lines. Titans, 7.5 point. Oh, that's another way. They could win the division. Titans lost at Houston. Titans, 7.5 point favorites uh, at Houston. I mean, Deshaun sounds like he's going to play in that game. Uh, and that's going to be crazy. Like, if, if, like, cause Houston could win that game. Tennessee's defense is 
horrible, horrible, genuinely terrible. And Deshaun could have a big day and keep Houston in that game, maybe play big spoiler to Tennessee. All of a sudden, Tennessee's the team on the outside looking in. Like, there's so many, I'm making everyone's head spin because this is like impossible to follow on like a podcast format, but it's making my own head spin. So I'm right there with you guys. Uh, Titans, though, seven and a half point road favorites. Uh, Indy, like I said, it was 14. Just checked again, it's 15. So money coming in on Indy. You got it. They're, they're going to take care of business. Cleveland, like I said, six and a half. Baltimore, 12 and a half. So all these teams are pretty decent sized favorites, but you just don't feel like it's going to fall that way. Uh, we'll see though. Other games I wanted to talk about. Seahawks, Rams. Rams, and now we can get into the NFC side of this, their playoff pitcher and not quite as wild and not quite as much up for grabs as the AFC, but it's not, it's not, it's not very clear itself. Um, Green Bay one right now, New Orleans two, Seattle three, football team four, Tampa five, Ram six, Bears seven, Cardinals outside looking in eight, teams still alive, everyone in the NFC East except Philly. Philly got eliminated last night. Um, let's talk, let's talk um, what we were going to, which my mind, uh, yeah, Seahawks Rams. Uh, Seahawks win, Seahawks defense now in six straight weeks has allowed less than 20 points. How do they do this every year? I have no idea. I'm I'm just as frustrated as everyone else, as the Seahawks haters. Um, like, I, I I don't understand how they're always doing this in terms of the Pete Carroll, man. I mean, whatever you want to say for like, oh, he doesn't let Russ cook, which like clearly Russ can't cook. By the way, Devontae Adams has better MVP odds than Russell Wilson right now. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Jesus, this is all going to lead to Seattle coming into Green Bay and winning in the playoffs. Isn't it as much shit as I've talked on him? Um, but, but yeah, like, how does Seattle always turn their defense into above average by the end of the year? I have no idea. Like they have scraps in that secondary, man. They like they had to trade for Dunlap, and Dunlap hadn't been good in a couple years in in Cincy. They had to trade for him because they couldn't get any sacks, they couldn't get any pressure. And now in six straight weeks, or over a month and a half towards the end of the season, they have turned the corner. They are playing good football and that side of the ball. And once again, Mr. Golden Boy, Russell Wilson, doesn't have to do Jack. Doesn't have to do he doesn't have to do anything. Uh 20 of 32, one T D, two twenty-five yesterday. Ho hum day. Goff. Goff was horrible like I've defended Goff this year a lot and then these last couple weeks as the Rams have now fallen apart um shout out to our guy Eric man I mean like that's my guy and then the and our the Rams playoff odds for the Rams 538 83 percent but problem with that not sure if Goff is going to play like I said he did like I said he got hurt he dislocated his thumb he was 24 43 with and a pick no touchdowns. <sighs> rough, rough day that prevented Green Bay from clinching the one seed. Had the Rams money line. Did not like that at all. Um, Rams still decent chance to make the playoffs. Win in their end first Arizona. No line yet because of the golf injury. We'll know more in 72 hours is what Schefter t- tweeted. Um, Packer line up to five and a half, by the way. Uh, 
live live reacting to lines. <laughs> um, in such a good mood today. One seed's in our sights, guys. What was I talking about? <laughs> Jared Goff. Um, yeah, okay, so this was Schefter's tweet. Jared's, Jared Goff's thumb was dislocated on the field. The team fears it's broken, and he will have more testing in L.A. on Monday, and Rams still don't know if he can play next week for Arizona. They expect to know more in 48 to 72 hours. Look, when the team fears it's broken, it's usually broken. Um... So he's probably not playing. That's his throwing hand. So he's probably not playing. Rams are... Oof. Eric, man. Oof. Is not good. Is not good for the Rams. Desperately need Green Bay to win. Like, definitely need Green Bay to come through for the Rams, like, to keep them in. Because, like, if Chicago... So let's get into it. Let's get into that. Let's get into it now. Uh, playoff odds, NFC. Bears... Uh, okay, let's start at the top. Uh, Packers won. Saints both clinch. They're, they're both in. Seahawks clinch. Um, Rams 83, Bears 68, Rams odds a little skewed like we mentioned, Cardinals 49. Um, yeah, I mean like if, if Goff doesn't play, like McVay has owned the, the, the Cardinals, I feel like McVay could probably scheme up, um, something like I've, like if he... I feel like if he, like he's he can scheme up something to at least make the Rams competitive. If this line comes out big for Arizona, which I'm not sure it will, uh, like with, with Goff not playing, like I would definitely um, lean Rams just because I trust McVeigh that much. I think he could probably scheme something open for a week and have whoever is unknown QB. Uh, maybe come through for the Rams. Okay, so if if let's say Cardinals and Bears win, uh, seeding gets all wacky. Saints one seed. Yeah, don't even ask me how much that annoys me. Uh, Seahawks two, Packers three. Great, we beat the Saints. Uh, NFC East team four. This is if uh, Bears and Cardinals win. So this is Rams and Packers lose. Uh, Bucks five, and then. Bears six and Cardinals seven. Let's say, let's do another one. We're on the playoff predictor right now. We're living. We've been living on this for a while. Uh, so say Green Bay wins, uh, Cardinals win. Seems decently likely, at least in terms of what the lines are probably going to be. Uh, Green Bay 1, Saints 2, that's better. Seahawks 3, East 5, Bucks, I mean East 4, Bucks 5, Bucks locked into 5, uh, Cardinals 6, Rams 7. So Bears Bears out with a loss. That gets them 8 losses. Um, unless the Rams beat the Cardinals. You guys got all this? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Need multiple TVs on Sunday. Multiple. It's going to be wild. All these games are at the same time too. Um, like the NFL just feeding us crack at 225. As uh, <laughs> Listen to these games at 225. Cardinals-Rams kickoff. Seahawks-Niners kickoff. Saints-Panthers kickoff. Packers-Bears kickoff. Titans-Texans kickoff.
Also, the Colts and Jags play at 225. It's going to be wild. Wild, wild, wild. Um, another game. Which one do we want to go to? Okay, so Falcons, Chiefs. We'll just hit this one quickly. Chiefs clinched the one seed with the win. They kind of struggle a little bit. They didn't have Edwards Elaire playing. He's kind of been hit or miss this year. Mahomes, uncharacteristic. We'll just mention that Mahomes has 16 dropped INTs this year. 16? But, hey, we don't need a slander, Patrick. We, I love Mahomes. Had to do it yesterday and a little bit last week on Twitter. I apologize. But, like, look, look man, like, Mahomes is – I love Mahomes. I loved him coming out of Texas Tech. I was begging the Chiefs to start him as a rookie. He was definitely the MVP in 2018. Like, clearly the best player in the league – league last year is when he got healthy again he's still probably i'll be fair he's still probably the best player in the league i'll give it to you he's still probably the best player in the league um but we just had to get rogers we like rogers had to get this mvp man come on uh but yeah mahomes a little bit of an uncharacteristic day for this chiefs offense they struggle a bit but they win of course classic falcons who misses the kick at the end um Kamara, we'll mention it just quickly. Six TDs against the Vikings. Absolutely incredible. Saints, like we said, fighting for the one seed. We'll get into that that scenario quickly. So, Green Bay, one seed currently. Teams up for the one seed. Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle. Green Bay at Chicago. New Orleans at Carolina. Seattle is at San Francisco. Um, So, Green Bay is the one seed with a win. The Saints are the one seed with a win and a Packers loss and a Seahawks win because that then gets the three-way tie for them and they lead in conference record. Seahawks. Seahawks can win it if Green Bay loses, Saints lose. That leads to Seahawks one seed, Green Bay two seed, Saints three seed. Um, lines. Mentioned them a lot, but you guys know. I, I love the lines. We'll have a major pick show coming this week for sure. Happy New Year's coming this way. We're, we're probably going to get it, try and get it like Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, before the New Year um, picks. Uh, but yeah, Green Bay five and a half at Chicago. Seattle four and a half at Niners. Saints six and a half at um, Cart uh, Panthers. Panthers looked they 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 looked frisky. Hit on that money line. Uh, and I know I'm bragging about picks I didn't even tweet out on the show. I'm I'm the worst. But uh, yeah, like they looked frisky on that in that Washington Washington I mean look I believed in Haskins I guess we'll mention that quickly too he got released by the football team today I believed in him I did I I'm not going to always just be like oh I was right uh but um yeah like I it was it's bad man what do you even want to say like I don't it seems more than just football stuff going on I don't know like they'll just say it's bad I mean hopefully he has his head on straight and he can he's talented he can make a lot of throws he just I mean, he's been horrible. Like, what can you even say? He's been horrible. Um, so he's gone. Uh, football team's still fighting. Well, that'll be the next scenario we get to. 
But yeah, so that though, I mean, it's not li- like if you even parlay these guys up, you're getting plus money. Like one of these teams is likely to lose. It's the same thing on the AFC side. Um, maybe they all win, but likely they lose. Uh, one, at least one. Uh, you think back to last year, Green Bay. I mean, and this is a much better team than last year. This is a much better team than last year. I truly believe that. They might end up with the exact same record, maybe even a game worse if they lose this game. But I think this is a much better team than last year. They, like Green Bay was sneaking out wins like they did kind of against Carolina last week, every week last year. They are crushing teams this year. Crushing like, I mean, I can just, I, 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 back on the Packers, sorry. Uh, but look, 43-34 against the Vikings, that game wasn't that close. Uh, Vikings got like 21 late points uh, in, the, in the fourth. That game was like 40-14. to 14. It, was, uh, it was over fast. 42 against Detroit, 37 against uh, New Orleans, 30 against Atlanta. They got crushed against Tampa. What can you say? They, they crushed Houston, lost to Minnesota, crushed San Francisco, barely beat Jacksonville. That was annoying. Uh, lost that indie game, but then uh, since crushed Chicago, crushed Philly, beat Detroit pretty soundly, controlled the Carolina game the whole way, crushed Tennessee. Those aren't the best teams, but they're they're winning convincingly, covering most of these games. Definitely covered last week. Uh, pushed, I mean, definitely covered last night. Pushed the week before. Um, didn't cover against Detroit. But yeah, like they've been playing well, much better than last year. Saints, Saints looking good. I mean, look, Kamara was absolutely unstoppable on Christmas Day. Uh, their offense is really getting going with Breeze. Like, Breeze's arm, though. I mean, he had a couple just complete lollipop throws where it's just like, are you serious, dude? Uh, so that's definitely concerning if you're a Saints fan. I mean, if that's the type of weather it is in Lambeau in December, <laughs> I mean, in January, like, Breeze, please, dude. Like, I mean, like, this is... I'm flying too close to the sun. I need to reel it back in. Reel it back in. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're close. Whew. So close. Haven't been the one seen since 11. I know. I mean, spoiled Packers fan again. But uh, we've been so close a couple times. Uh, Want to get into that. Um, hopefully we have time. Uh, but, like, yeah, close. But, yeah, like, it, it's going to be crazy week, seven, week 17, all these matchups. Um, okay. Uh Take a break. We're coming back. All right. Welcome back. Low expectations. Um, more NFC East scenarios. Um, I went over the one seed stuff. Uh, NFC East scenarios. So that's the Sunday night game. Football team, Philly. Philly season is over. Um, I would have got this flex if it was uh, at Philly, by the way. Philly's hosting this game. Um, I would have got this flex if Philly was still alive, but Philly lost... And now they're eliminated. I don't get this flex, man. Like I said, there's a ton of games that you could go to. I'm not even just being Homer Packer fan, but like, there's no doubt Green Bay's playing for this game. Like, there's no doubt Green Bay's playing for this game. There's no doubt Chicago's playing for this game. There's no, uh, like, uh, I guess unless Seattle and, like, unless Seattle or uh, Saints lost, but that's what they were worried about. I mean, I feel. I mean, I think I guess Seattle might lose, but like, I feel like they, both those teams probably take care of business. Um, and so you flex this game. Like, I don't really get it, but I mean, I guess, I guess I get it. Like NFC East markets, right? Like that's the reason that's the only reason. So nothing else matters. I don't even know why I'm talking about anything else. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's the only reason. Uh, but yeah, this is the Sunday night game football team at Eagles. Um, Eagle season over hurts looked a little shakier yesterday. A couple turnovers, three turnovers. I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not ready to go either way on Hurts yet. I, I, I mean, he looked good. Like, he's looked really good. But I'm just, I'm still kind of on the fence for some reason either way. Um, so scenarios, I guess we'll get into those for the NFC East. Football team sitting at six and nine right now. These are the three teams alive. Football team, Cowboys, Giants. Football team six and nine. Dallas six and nine. Giants five and ten. Um, Giants in Giants scenarios. Um, Giants in with a win uh, over Dallas and a Philly loss. I mean, uh, excuse me, a uh, Washington loss. Washington in obviously with a win. Dallas in with a win over the Giants. And a Washington loss. So, pretty much the winner of that Giants-Dallas game is going to be going nuts for the Eagles. Line, Washington minus one and a half. <laughs> so, it's, it's, they're saying it's a toss-up in Philly. Uh, there's Haskins, like I said, released. They're starting like an old Dominion QB or something. Like, I guess he's favored in, the, in like this game. I mean... That's insane, but it's I, I I like Philly. Like at first glance, I like Philly. I think the winner of Dallas Giants gets in. Like I think I think the winner of Dallas Giants gets in. I like Philly at first glance. I mean, obviously, like you can't feel sure either way, but they look better with Hurts. And like I'm not gonna take a guy like that in this type of game, man. Like I get it. These both these teams suck. Like you can laugh at it. Like oh, this game, like this game is you know bad. But and I'm I'd agree with you. But like it's still pretty much a playoff game somehow like the winner of this goes to the playoffs like so i don't i'm not gonna take him over a guy like hurts like hurts is at least like i said like i'm still on the fence but hurts at least i think is an nfl caliber quarterback at least this guy's from old dominion well i mean like i'm not taking him no way so I mean I think there's a chance that the winner of that Giants there's a good chance the winner of that Giants Cowboys game gets in. Uh Daniel Jones doesn't have long in this league, guys. Like I'm sorry, like Baltimore's defense is really good. Um, no doubt about it, but they completely ate him alive. Like uh he wasn't very good last yesterday. Uh I mean his stat line is not even even close to how I think poor and just like how many throws he consistently misses. Like they're probably gonna run with him again next year. I see two, three more years in the league for him, not even lying. Um, Cowboys minus two and a half at the Giants. Cowboys have suddenly started playing well, I guess. I mean, they've won three in a row. Uh, <clears throat> uh, win over Sensi, who's Sensi, another team that has now won two in a row. Uh, and they've won four games now, so they're not like, I don't know, like they've been playing better. Uh, Dallas won them, then they beat the Niners. Uh, Niners beat the Cards. Like, the, like these teams are not tanking, you know. These aren't, hor- like, completely atrocious Jets, Jags teams. Jets even have now gotten hot. Um, and then they completely crushed the Eagles. So, I definitely like the Cowboys in this game. Dalton's playing well, at least for Dalton standards. He's kind of doing whatever Dalton does every single time Dalton plays. Um, except for that 15 season, and then he broke his thumb. But, like, the Giants are the complete opposite. Like, Dallas has won three in a row. Giants have lost three in a row. So, like, Dallas minus two and a half looks obvious at first glance. And it's like, wow, Dallas probably going to get in the playoffs, host a playoff game against uh, Brady. That's crazy. Um, but this is some shit the Giants have, like, some magic where, like, they lost three in a row. Dallas won three in a row. Giants win. <laughs> like something weird, you know? You could feel something like that. I have no idea. Like, I look, I like Dallas at first glance, though, betting-wise. Um, okay. 
anything else on the NFL? I think we hit all the scenarios. Bills could clinch the two seed tonight. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. I've been saying that wrong all podcast. I've been saying that wrong all podcast. Um, Bills cannot clinch the two seed tonight. Bills will be playing next week. It's going to be crazy, guys. Like, because that Bills Dolphins line, obviously, that's not come out yet. Um, with and it'll move definitely with the results of tonight. Uh, so it's Bills cannot though clinch the two seed with a win tonight. They cannot. They need both weeks. They need two wins to clinch the two seed. So they will likely. I mean, though, like it's tough because I think, like, I mean, I would like to talk to this with another guest, but I would and probably will on Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we'll have the podcast. But uh, in those playoff teams, I think I'd rather play Cleveland. I think if that's my first round preference. So that probably is the three seed because we're talking about Cleveland probably be Pittsburgh. Uh, it's all a mind fuck, so I don't even know. I mean, it's like Cleveland sitting, Cleveland sitting seven right now, but if they win, Miami loses. Uh, Cleveland goes to six. Miami falls out. Indy goes in. So Buffalo going to be playing... It's going to be crazy. Buffalo, Indy, d- d- Miami needs that game. Both teams going to need that game. Oh, boy. Yeah, but been say- excuse me. Been saying that wrong all podcast. The Bills. Let me clear that up. The Bills 100% cannot clinch the two seed tonight. Uh, that'll be have to go to week 17. There's no way for the Bills to clinch the, one seed, uh, the two seed tonight. Um, Chiefs have the one seed, of course. Anything else? Anything NFL-wise? I mean, it's going to be a wild week 17. Uh, going to have a lot of shows this week. Then, obviously, playoff stuff. Uh, crazy. Rodgers, number three, though. Third MVP. Um, quickly on that, I mean, 2011, 2014, 2020. Three. Crazy. Crazy run. Uh, what a run this has been with him <laughs> since 08. I mean, just... I mean, I know, like, the Super Bowls aren't there. Um, so people don't look at the same way as like a dynasty because it's not, and that's fair because it's not, they haven't won at that level. They haven't won those type of games consistently enough. They haven't, they've had a lot of bad luck. They've had, which I've, which I've talked about a lot. They've had a lot of misfortune, I guess, but, um, in those games, but they haven't done it and other teams have, and that's why they don't get talked about it. But just as like being in it every day as a fan, being, watching every start he's ever had like literally um i think i missed one um week 1708 that's because i was at a niners uh football team now but uh washington uh redskins uh game and back and i was like uh young but that was like the only roger start i missed they played the 0 and 15 lions i literally remember it uh still (laughs) um and just the run that they've had, like, thinking back to 08, thinking back to when Favre retired. And I don't mean to be, like, too nostalgic right now because they still got to go finish the fucking job. Um, sorry. Running hot today. Running hot today. Explicit tag. Getting its worth today. But, um, yeah, like, to think back to 08, like, three MVPs. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's... I mean... 2011 was like breathtaking how he was just burning down the league 45 touchdowns six ints 2014 it felt like wow like there's nothing this guy can't do because he was at the peak of his like smarts you thought and like the peak of his physical powers 
the tools are still all there. Like, he can still make every throw on the field. He still has an absolute rocket, an absolute cannon. Maybe not as quick as he once was. <laughs> He'd hate me for saying that. But, uh, like, literally, um, he'll never hear, though. Thank God. Because we're going to, like, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but like, maybe a little slower. Um, but just a genius. Like, a genius. I mean, the throw yesterday was Favre. I mean, that was, that was him just being Favre, I feel like. That was him just like, let me, let me, let me just channel some inner Favre. I'd love to ask him that. Like, is that you channeling inner Favre? Like, on that pick where he throws, he never throws that ball. And then all of a sudden, let me just, let me just bust out inner Favre in a blowout. I mean, he's just, he just has mastered the position. I, I have been defended of him probably more than anyone. The reasons are obvious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, number three. Now this one, <laughs> the most unexpected. Maybe that's why I'm just, like, talking about an MVP so much. Like, it's just, like, every the story is, like, what makes it more than anything. Like, just, and the unexpectedness. And just, it's just great. So, number three, congrats, Aaron Charles Rogers, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback any of you have ever seen cry about it. Uh, talking NBA. Um Every West team except the team that most teams, I mean, most people thought was going to be the worst team in the West has lost a game, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They sit atop. I expect him to stay there. Um, no, no, just kidding. Um, uh, but yeah, like the West has been wild. Jazz had an insanely frustrating loss on Saturday night uh, to Timberwolves, who they've looked better. Then they got completely demolished by the Lakers. Like, look, the West is just a complete jigsaw puzzle like throw any order you want and i'd be like okay like i mean like except i still think okc will probably end up at the bottom jazz playing tonight uh hopefully jazz can take care of business in okc but um yeah like it's it's crazy conference uh you flip over to the east uh nets look great i mean they lost last night to charlotte who's now uh they've won charlotte's like winning some games um and oh well they've won one game that was their first win last night uh but They've been playing really well. Then those first two games, and especially on Christmas when they went to the Garden and they completely, uh, the Boston Garden, of course, like the TD Garden, I guess, but uh, they completely torched the Celtics. They And Kyrie was remarkable. He had 37. KD looked really, really, I mean, I, I don't ever want to say like fully back from an Achilles, but he looked damn close to being fully back from an Achilles. He looked great. Then yesterday, they kind of just... Uh, this is who I expect the Nets to be, though. Their ceiling is going to be higher than any team in the league. But there is going to be nights that they completely don't show up to teams like Charlotte. They're just not going to get it up for Charlotte on a random Sunday afternoon in the season. I don't think they're wired that way. They're resting Katie tonight on the back end of a back-to-back. This is a clearly a team that has a clear vision against Memphis. They, this is a team that has a clear vision of the playoffs like it doesn't I mean I don't I mean I'm not in their building I'm not in their front office I don't not in their coaching meetings but I don't know what they're oh do we care about I don't think they care about seeding like I don't I don't I don't know that for a fact but I don't think this is a team that's obsessed over what seed they land over I think they land on I think they know their talent I think they know what they can bring to the table I think they know what their ceiling is I think they know when the time to bring it is. I think they know they need to keep these guys healthy. They're going to no-show a lot of these regular season games. I'd be shocked if they're a high seed. I'm not, I, I think they're, I think they could win the East. I think they're, I think right now, I mean, I mean, it's three games and that's the thing with NBA. It's, there's 71 overall. There's been three, there's 68 left for a lot of these teams. 
Uh, somehow, uh, OKC's only played one. That Rockets, Rockets, uh, Jesus. Well, that's a different situation. We'll just skip over that. Uh, but so it's like everyone has to, at least on Twitter, maybe it's just a Twitter universe. Everyone has to have a take to every single game on the NBA, but it's like there's 68 games left. I do it too. So like, I'm not above that. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone does it. So like, it's tough to say, but yeah, like I think, well, especially with a little bit of Milwaukee struggle, they got blown up by the Knicks last night. That was weird. I think Milwaukee would be fine. I think they're really good. Their starting five's incredible. Don't get me wrong. Giannis is great. Top three player in the league. Um, but right now I think I'd favor Brooklyn. Uh, they look great and they're just, but they're not going to be a team that's obsessed over the regular season, obsessed over getting a lot of regular season wins because they know what their long game is and that's the playoffs. So you're going to see stuff like Katie resting and that's what's happening tonight. He's resting. And I didn't, and then you're going to see stuff like they're not showing up for a night and they didn't last night and they lost to Charlotte, but they look great so far when they, when they, they seem locked in Brooklyn looks good. Uh, other East teams, um, like Philly, Philly's two and one, but they looked a little shaky. Uh, Ben Simmons struggles like who? I, okay. So like the Harden stuff, let's talk about that. Um, because I want to just like quickly, it's like, okay, so Ben Simmons is struggling. I'm only bringing this up because he's struggling, but, and he's not even the reason I'm really bringing this up, but him struggling brought this to my mind. These team, these guys that are like untradeable for James Harden, who had 44 and 17 without ever practicing, it seems like in his first game back, these guys that are untradeable for James Harden, James Harden, who has like three, I think three or four top two MVP finishes, uh, they're untradeable for James Harden. Are you kidding me? Like Tyler Hero was great in the playoffs, great in the finals, had some big moments, no doubt about it. But you're telling me you wouldn't put him in a trade for James Harden, Miami? Are you kidding me? Everyone but Bam should be available. Duncan, uh, and I love Duncan Robinson. I do. I love Duncan Robinson. He's a sniper, but he should be available, no doubt about it. Uh, Tyler Hero, yes. Like every young guy but bam in my opinion and i would even bam's tough because bam's great like bam was an all-star last year that's tough like i it's tough to put bam in there especially with these stuff harden's kind of been pulling but like you're telling me tyler hero's not available i mean give me a break these guys leading these Harden trade package offers are a joke i don't blame houston one bit for hanging on to him not one bit like you're you do not have to trade him to for pieces to Brooklyn. He has three years left on his deal. He is a top five player. He is a walking top three offense when he plays. Walking top three offense. It doesn't even matter who else is in, on the team. He's a walking top three offense in the regular season. The playoff failures are what they are. We, I mean, I've talked about him. I had a whole podcast about him. But look, there's no reason, none at all. These guys should not be available for this guy. Harden's incredible. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, Tyler Hero, not available for James Harden? Brooklyn's package sucks. Props to Houston for not trading him to, to, to them for that, just because he wants to go there. I, I'm glad they don't. That, like, he's a, he's a superstar. We can't trade superstars for, like, you, you, I mean, not we. I'm not in the league making any trades, but, like, you can't trade superstars for nothing. And I'm not saying Karis LeVert and, and Spencer Deadwitty aren't fine players, but give me a break. They should not be in trade packages for James Harden. The picks are going to be horrible. Like, I don't care what, how many... I don't care if you give me... I don't care what the number of picks are. 
Like Paul George, double it. Like whatever Paul George got, double it. Like seriously, I got the picks are going to be so late with that team. Like that team, if Harden went to the Nets, I mean, Jesus, man, it's over. Like, and I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I hate Houston over as much as anyone. He's a, like, I hate him as much as anyone. Fertitta is cheap. Uh, did Maury dirty. I hate him, but props to Houston's management for not trading a top whatever player in the league for pieces for decent players. I'm glad they're not. I think that's a bad precedent for the league. If that, if that was a trade that would happen now, if, if there's an actual offer like Ben Simmons, now we're talking. So that's why that, that came to mind. I just wanted to get that out there quickly. Um, Okay, more NBA stuff. The Steph conversation. I, I'm saving it till last, and then we'll get out of here. Running a bit long. Uh, I think this has been an entertaining podcast. I'm not sure. I'm running like, like I'm not sure, but hopefully. Um, Steph conversation. Everyone's slandering Steph. Everyone loves to slander Steph. But it's like I see tweets like, and and this is and this year it's not been good. I mean, his shooting percentages. I mean, if you think Steph's going to keep shooting that poorly from wide open looks or like decent to open looks, then I mean, more to you, I guess. Like, but I I'm definitely not going to sit there like, yeah, he's like, I know, like I think he's going to be fine shooting wise. Uh, is that team any good? Is that team a playoff team? No, like I don't think at least right now, not right now. Like Ubre's been absolutely terrible Wiggins played a little better against Chicago last night but he's been bad I mean again it's been three games this is a team that you'd hope once they get Draymond back but Draymond's missed in the first month like in the west that could just bury you Uh, I'm not I'm not high on them being a playoff team but I see tweets like oh Steph has to prove himself or oh KD made Steph okay and everyone knows I'm I'm a Steph stan I'll I'll admit I'm I'm a Steph guy um big time fan I, I think he's closer to the best player in the league than the 10th best player in the league that's just that's my that's me I think he's top five player in the league when right when he's playing right like his what he brings to the table I I think he's top five um but you look at people saying that and it's like oh are you serious like I and I get it. I'll give you the 2000, like, okay, okay, let's go, like, uh, people that say Steph needs to prove himself. How? I mean, this is a three-time champion, two-time MVP, and now everyone will tear apart his resume, because 2015, they'll tear apart, they'll tear it to shreds. They, they'll tear, they'll say, oh, 2015, we'll just go over every narrative around Steph. They, they'll say 2015, oh, LeBron's team was hurt in the finals, so that didn't matter. I mean, Steph dominated the entire playoffs up until then. The media wrongly gave Iguodala the finals MVP. Like, people have written about that extensively. Like, Steph should have gotten the MVP. Steph had one bad game, game two, and they lost that game, and that's the only bad game of the series he had. Other than that, Steph was carrying that team. Uh, Iguodala was only making, and I love Iggy. I love Andre, but like, Iguodala's really only making wide open threes because of Steph. Like Steph was getting double teamed at half court, like, and he was still averaging twenty four and eight in that finals. Like that was a wrong finals MVP in my opinion. Steph should have gotten that, and that probably ends a lot of these conversation if he just rightfully gets that in two thousand fifteen. But it gets remembered so wrong because Iguodala. It's just weird. I mean, Iguodala wins the finals MVP. Love and Kyrie are out for Cleveland after game. Love's out entirely. For the series, Kyrie's out right after game one. So it's a very weird series. 
But yeah, I mean, if he just wins that, I bet it's different. And then 2016, he wins the MVP again, back-to-back MVPs, unanimous. I mean, it's not arguable. Like, if you pull up the stats, that's one of the best statistical offensive seasons in the NBA history. And people like to hate on that MVP just because of what happened at the end. And they blow it to Cleveland. But they had no business losing that series. Just like, hey, I'll give you Cleveland should have won in 2015 if you say uh, Golden State should have won in 2016. If you say it's even at ones, I'm totally good with you. I'm completely fine with me and you. Like, yeah, like I get it. Like, I get what you're saying. I hope you get what I'm saying. Like, 2016 was a fluke. Give me a break. Like, Golden State completely blew that series. LeBron and Kyrie were absolutely, absolutely incredible. Do not get me wrong. What what those two did in games five, six, and seven, I mean, it, it, lives, in, it lives in history. It will forever. It's, it's one of the greatest performances we'll ever see in a finals by two guys. There's no doubt about that. But that is not a finals that Golden State should have lost, in my opinion. And I'll totally give you 15 because maybe Golden State's not ready. I think there's an argument like, oh, they're maybe not ready. Cleveland jumps them if they have Kyrie and Love. Uh, Cleveland can take care of business and LeBron and Cleveland wins then. I'll give you that if you say, yeah, Golden State should have won 16 because Curry had the bad knee. Bogut gets hurt in the finals. Draymond gets suspended. We haven't even gotten into that the, the that suspension, um, which has a lot of controversy around itself. Um, but yeah, like come on, like if it's it, it was rightfully one to one. So Steph has won a ring already and already been back to a finals without KD and won two MVPs without KD. And you can tell me, oh, how great. Clay and Draymond, Draymond were, and they are. I love them. I love both of them. They're, I'm a bigger Draymond fan than most. I think he's underrated now. Uh, I think if he could come back and maybe revive this Warrior season, it would be a very good look and kind of get him back on track and 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 back in like, I mean, he just gets clowned on NBA Twitter. I mean, people think he's horrible. Like, I mean, people need to remember how good this guy can be if he comes and revives the defense, helps Wiseman, plays well on offense, can distribute. Um, but he's again, missing the month, a month, but yeah, Steph had already won and won two MVPs before KD comes. Also the greatness of Steph, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be corny, but like, it's like, it's deeper than that. Like, right. Like he lets KD come on his team. There's not a lot of superstars that are letting Kevin Durant come on their their basketball team. They, St- Steph Curry just won two MVPs. Steph Curry just beat Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in the Western Conference Finals. Steph Curry could have went to like been like no, like no, this is my team. Like, but no, that's the greatness of Steph. And everyone that's been around him says yes. Like that's not even a lie. What when people talk about his leadership, when people talk about how people love to be around him, how people just like really love his selfishness, his humbleness, like um, that stuff is real. Like a lot of people have gone into depth about how that is real. Um, And he uh, could have really been, no, I'm not doing that. But no, he, 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 Katie came, he, he was totally open to him. He was almost too deferential to KD at first. Like he was deferring to KD every single game. Like it's like, Steph, take over. You're still Steph Curry. Like no one can guard you. Um, I mean, they were unstoppable, so it didn't matter. But like, yeah, like he was all about getting KD, 
KD, KD, all KD involved. And the Warriors had an amazing unselfishness that first year once they got in rhythm. And they were really, I think, they're the best team I've ever seen. So, I mean, it's just like, and people go, oh, Steph has more. And then, like, 18, like, Steph Curry, I mean, again, like, he has an injury. And he comes back and plays great in the Western Conference Finals. He plays great in the finals again, except one bad game. Again, in these finals, he has one bad game, game three. He played great in every other game. And KD wins the MVP because KD hit that deep shot. Steph had the one bad game in game three where Steph was horrible. I mean, you can't, you can't deny it. He had six points. But every other game, Steph was absolutely remarkable. Through two games, Steph was a big-time favorite. I remember that. He was a big-time MVP favorite because he dominated. And he was great in game four in that sweep. But KD was also great. I mean, those two are incredible. The greatest, the greatest one-two combo of all time, in my opinion. Uh, 1A, 1B, I think, probably better said. But, um, yeah, like, he was still really good in those finals. And I'm not saying KD wasn't deserving in those. He was. But, like... He, uh, yeah, like Steph was very, very good in those finals too, except for one game again. Uh, in 17, he was great. KD was just insane. Like KD was just on an insane level, uh, in those finals. And then, uh, obviously 19, they lose to Toronto, but you gotta, I mean like, okay, so if we're going to give LeBron, like, again, let's be fair here. And, and Steph's not LeBron. That's fine. That's fine. He's not LeBron. LeBron, if you told me LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, I'd say, yeah, I agree. I, I have him top two at least. Like, at very, I'm not saying I agree. I think MJ's the GOAT. But I I would have LeBron at very low, at low as top two. I don't see how you have him out of top two. Um, but, yeah, like, um, so, yeah, like, but, like, Steph, he, in the 19 finals, he almost dragged that Warriors team to win that series against a very good Kawhi-led Toronto team, a complete team, a team that was deep, a team that was well-coached, a team that was great after Kawhi left. That's the team that Steph went against. I mean, Clay and Steph and Draymond, and with no KD, KD came back, obviously, toward the Achilles, uh, awful in that game five, and then um, it was an awful scene and just horrible with, with the Toronto fans cheering and all that. But you look at, Steph in those finals and he was good again and he misses the shot in game six so he has like these little moments where it's like damn if he just could have got that all this shit would go away and all these people would just stop but um he has those kind of blimps he's not perfect but like like this idea that he is to prove himself he's a two-time MVP three-time champion the only unanimous MVP in league history and I'll definitely give you there should have been other unanimous MVPs in league history definitely um but yeah, like, please stop with uh, my guy, Steph. Like, this is this is one of the greats, guys. This is one of the greats. The game is is blessed to have him. He changed the game, man. He changed the game. Steph Curry, man. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it, guys. Uh, big, sh- big, sh- big picks show coming up. Playoff scenarios. Uh, you're going to try and have a couple guests. Um, but yeah, big pick show coming up. Um, all right, guys. It's been a jam-packed like i said episode of the low expectations podcast podcast hope you guys enjoyed um so holidays guys rating and review on itunes would love it would really appreciate it thank you guys for listening um and yeah peace